0: Welcome to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Vossler, and I'm thrilled to spend some time chatting with you and bringing inspiration, encouragement, and joy to your day. I'm a mom of eight kids, and I believe that motherhood is the greatest calling in the world. It is holy kingdom work, and God has not only called us, but also equipped us for this valiant mission raising and training the next generation of mighty men and women of God. Every week, I will encourage, inspire, and equip you to really rejoice in the glorious, God-given calling of motherhood. At the end of each episode, I'll answer your questions and share tips and lifesavers that I've learned and keep learning as I raise my tribe. So come on, let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back, I'm really glad you're here. I would love it so much if you would go and leave a rating and a review, a written review on Apple Podcasts, that would be super, super awesome and super helpful in spreading the word. And also, I would love it if you would share this podcast with your friends. You can post it on social media and tag me at Rejoicing in Motherhood on Instagram. You can send it in an email to somebody. You can take a screenshot and text it or hit those three little dots, and then you'll be able to click on share and send it however you want to share it. But I would so love it if you would share. I want to tell you a little story. I want to share a little tiny testimony about something we talked about a few weeks ago When we talked about scripture memory, I found another really cool bonus as I was in church with my kids just the other day. And here's what happened. So we have memorized Psalm 1. What happened is this morning when our pastor was teaching, he happened to mention Psalm 1 and he quoted a couple verses out of Psalm 1. Well, guess what? My kids who, to be perfectly honest, weren't being 100% attentive before this, all of a sudden perked up. They all turned and looked right at me with big wide eyes because they recognized the scripture. And then they started, even my five-year-old started like mouthing the words along with the pastor as he was sharing. And it immediately brought them into focus on what was being taught. And it was so cool. I just had to share that with you because I realized, you know, this is a benefit I don't think we even mentioned, but having the word of God hidden in their hearts will equip your children to be able to listen and apply The word of God, when it is spoken from other teachers as well, because they will already have that reference inside of them. Isn't that cool? I just wanted to tell you that. So watch for that. As you teach your children to memorize the word, watch for those really neat things that happen like this. Okay, let's get into today's topic. Today's going to be an interesting one because today's topic is stop calling me super mom. This is not a rant, but it's a little kind of, kind of like a rant, but here's the deal. Mamas, how many of you have at some point in your mothering, regardless of the number of children you have, how many of you have had somebody say to you, oh, you must be super mom or wow, here comes super mom. Now, I, I, understand the heart behind this. People are just really trying to honor you and bless you. Honoring and blessing moms for all that we do is absolutely wonderful and we need it. But I want to talk about the other side of this for a minute. The other side of this is sometimes we feel the pressure to be super mom especially when a lot of people say it to us, and it might make us feel like we can never ask for help. It might make us feel like our limitations that we feel are irrelevant and not okay. But moms, listen, your needs and your limitations are relevant. And here's what I want us to learn how to do. We don't need to be angry at people when they call us super mom. We don't need to be upset at people if they don't notice our limitations. We need to learn to communicate our limitations. Now, when somebody says to you, oh, hey, it's super mom. Take it. Take the compliment. But I want you to be careful. I know I have to be careful to guard my heart against feeling like, oh great, I got to do everything myself. Every one of us has unique talents, unique abilities, and when other people see us doing those things that we're just naturally good at, that they might not be naturally good at, it might make them think that we're something cool and incredible, Which, I mean, we are cool and incredible. Come on. However, when we look at ourselves, a lot of times we miss those things. And what we see is all the places that we're lacking. And so sometimes when we hear the super mom title, it actually shows us like, no, no, I got a lot going on here (laughs) that you don't see. And here's my concern. My concern is that when we get the idea that somebody else is super mom, we shut down thinking that they might actually need something from us at some point. I know I've had this happen by very well-meaning friends. Even after, sometimes after having babies, now that I've had eight babies, sometimes people say to me, oh, you probably don't even want meals. You're just super mom. You probably do all this stuff. And I'm like, no, no, I really do. Like I really, really could really definitely use a lot of help after I have a baby, even though I have eight kids, maybe because I have eight kids, I need extra help. And sometimes people don't think of that. They just see a very capable mom on the outside, and they might not recognize all that goes into behind the behind the scenes to make that happen. So moms, it's very important. Two things are very important. The first thing is, it is very important for us to not get bitter at people who don't help us. Very important. Because bitterness, a root of bitterness defiles many, the word says. So it is very important that if we don't feel like we're getting the help we need, we are not becoming bitter at people. And secondly, it is very important that we learn how to vocalize and clearly explain what our limitations are to the appropriate people and how they can help us and kind of point to be would be that we need to be able, we need to express our limitations and our needs before we go into like panic mode. I admittedly am not great at this. I am learning how to do this. Sometimes it's hard for me to sit to tell people I need help. Even my husband. Sometimes it's hard for me to even tell my husband I need help. And then at some point, it just becomes too much. And I get into this frenzy. And my husband's like, why didn't you just tell me that you needed something? And sometimes I'm like, but it didn't even cross my mind. (laughs) So I don't want you guys to get stuck in that. I don't want me to get stuck in that. I am learning. I am working very hard at this. And here are my tips for breaking out of this super mom identity or breaking out of this super mom mentality that says you can't ask for help. And that is swallow that pride, kill that pride, just get rid of it. What we need is a humble heart that says, I am good at being a mom. However, I have limitations and here's what they are. And I think we need to practice this. I feel like a lot of times I need to just practice saying, I need help and here's what I need. And I find that when I'm able to think through first and then articulate to someone else what I need, it's really freeing. It's surprisingly freeing. You would think that maybe I would feel bad about myself, like, oh, no, I'm not doing everything, but no, it is so, so freeing. So I am learning how to ask for help before I am desperate, because my normal is to wait until I'm desperate and just think like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, and it's kind of like this, I'm fine, 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 I'm fine. (sighs) why aren't you helping me? Didn't you see this breakdown coming? No, that's not what we want. That's not how I want to live. I want to live in a way that is like, I got this. I got this. Ooh, I can tell that I'm coming close to needing some help. So instead of waiting until I'm like falling off the cliff, I'm going to just stop right here and go, okay, what do I actually need? And then I'm going to reach out to the person who can help me. The first person in my life is my husband. He's the first one I will go to. Honey, I am really, really tired and I could really use a nap today. Is there a way you could help me make that happen? Can we do this? Can I, can I take a nap when the baby goes to bed? Can I take a nap with her? Something like that, okay? Now this, I'm talking about like a weekend day when he's actually home. <laughs> or sometimes it's at the end, you know, toward the end of a, of a school and work day and I will just be like, oh my goodness, I have got all these things going on. I need dinner. I need to not make dinner tonight. And so I will call him and I will say, honey, it would be super helpful if you could pick up dinner tonight. Could you bring home dinner or could you make dinner when you get here or whatever, whatever the situation is that would work in your house, figure that out, but find a solution. Don't just panic and freak out at your husband because they don't like that. (laughs) They feel so much more empowered. Like here's the deal, ladies, our husbands want to help us. I guarantee that your husband wants to help you, but I guarantee he is not a mind reader. And so it is up to us to help our husbands know and understand what we need, when we need it, and how to help us out. And it is so much more empowering for them to be asked something than for us to assume they can read our minds, assume they can read the situation, and then be angry or upset at them if they don't. So if we're going to break out of this damaging mentality of super mom. We have got to be willing to humble ourselves and ask for help. Hey, it's question time. Okay, guys, let's talk about laundry. We all need help getting our laundry done. Am I right? I think so. I need help getting my laundry done, but I'm going to share with you today The things that are working for us really well right now in laundry. The first thing is I have changed from doing a big laundry day to splitting it up throughout the week and doing a couple loads every day. The reason I did this is because our family size right now, with eight kids and two adults in the family, I have too many loads. Of laundry to do i cannot physically get them all done in one day my washing machine is just a regular top loader it takes an hour to do a load and then the dryer has to dry it for like an hour and a half i just physically can't get all the laundry done in one day so instead of doing it all in one day i have assigned different days of the week to the different rooms in the house. This is working so much better for us. And so here's how this works. So on Mondays is my laundry day. So on Mondays I do a load of my my husband's and mine and my baby who's in our in our room with us. All of our clothes go in the same hamper together. And so in our hamper we have we do separate the whites and the colored clothes. And so those are two separate loads. And I also take our bathroom towels, which are white, and I wash those with the white load. So that's my two loads for Monday. Then on Tuesday, we move to the girls' room. A couple of my girls are the same size, and so they share a hamper. And they just put all their clothes together in that one hamper, and that is their day. Tuesday's their day. And then my other daughter, who's also in that same room, but she has her own clothes. So my kids are basically doing their own laundry now, which is pretty great. So we, so we just sort it kind of by person or by room. Um, and so the girl's room has a day. The boy's room has a day. My older son does his own clothes. And then my young, my two little boys, their clothes all go into the same hamper. I wash it for them. They put it away. I I don't worry about how neatly and nicely folded everything is these days. I'm just very happy if they make it all the way through a cycle and then end up in the right drawers. And my little boys, three and five, can put away their own clothes, and so that is fantastic. So I do laundry by room. Um, basically, once my kids are old are tall enough to reach down and get the clothes out of the washing machine and put them into the dryer. I teach them how to do laundry. I didn't do this with my older kids. My older kids were probably, oh, like 10 or so before they started doing their laundry. And that was fine because I was just used to doing everybody's. And then all of a sudden, one day I was like, you know, I think you could probably do your own laundry. So let's get this going. And so the older kids, I've taught them how to spot their clothes. We do a little, like I have a pre-spotting spray that I have available in the laundry room. And I've just said, okay, just check out your clothes, pre-spot them, throw them in here. I have a list on the wall in the laundry room with exactly how much soap to use and what to do for each different kind of load and what dryer setting to put it on and all that stuff. So I just have a sheet up on the wall in the laundry room and it really is so great. And then we just have to assign them, like I said, a day for them to do their laundry. So everybody gets to do their laundry once a week. And then I put in the little kids' laundry, of course. So that's working really well for us. Another tip I have, especially if you have little babies or little tiny kids, I'm gonna tell you this tip about socks. This saved me so much anxiety and stress when I had little tiny kids. Get a lingerie bag. It's like a mesh bag with a zipper just throw their little socks in there, zip it up and then throw that whole thing in the wash. It saves your saves you from trying to find all the little socks and they don't they don't get so lost. They're just all in that one bag. I don't do that with my older kids, but when I have little babies with tiny a bunch of tiny little socks, I do use that. And I will link one in the show notes for you to see what it is. If you have a small enough amount of loads and you want to take a whole day and have a laundry day, I'm going to link a an episode of the Lazy Genius podcast in the show notes and she has a great episode about laundry. And I used her ideas for a while, but like I said, now I can't physically get all the laundry through my machines in one day. So we've done this other we've done this other method and it's working really well for us. So, If you have any questions about this or how specifically I do certain things, hey, let me know. I would love to answer them. And if you have a question for the show, Please send it to me in an email. You can reach me at kirstenvossler.com forward slash ask me. I love hearing your questions. I love connecting with you. I've had some really great conversations on email with a few of you, and I am so grateful. I also want to just say thank you so much to all of you who have give, left a written review and rated the show. It is so exciting for me to read your reviews and to hear what you're loving and how this is encouraging you and how this is benefiting you and, and blessing your family. So thank you so much for those of you who have already done that. And if you haven't done it, I would love it. If you would rate and review the show, thank you guys so much. I am very excited to talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of rejoicing in motherhood. You will find show notes and more encouragement on this topic at kirstenvossler.com. Have a wonderful week. And remember, everything in this life is holy kingdom work. You are doing it, friend. You make the very heart of God rejoice. Keep going. I love you lots, and I'll talk to you again very soon.